Hello and welcome to the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here we are again. My name is Carter. And I am Dylan. Season 2, Episode 9. Whoa, Episode 9. I, episode 9 of Season 2. I actually never know what episode number it is until I'm actually typing it out. I'm like, what are we? Nine? Know, that doesn't yeah. sound right. Yeah. I noticed that you stopped saying the episode number, <laughs> like at the beginning. <laughs> Starting with one, I was like, eh, yeah. Uh, uh. So, so that's throwing me off, but you know, sorry, it's okay. Good thing well, I looked at the uh, the uh, podcast page to see what episode we were on. So you have notes in front of you this week. No, I don't have notes in front. Of <laughs> okay, okay, it's all in my head. Oh, look at you! Yeah. So, a lot to unpack this week. We've got a double shot of Dynamite this week. So, two mm-hmm. episodes of Dynamite. In addition to Dark, we've got Raw, per use. Uh, we got a lot, a lot of wrestling to, to talk about. Uh, what say you? What say you, Dylan? What say you? Um, I say we, can, we get into it. What do you say? I think you might be right. We might have to get into it. Okay. Well, let's go. Are we getting in? Right oh, now? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my little break that I, I gotcha. insert the music. Yeah, that's, uh, that's podcast lingo. Podcast. Before. Yeah. He said, you people didn't know. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. Well, um, your editor better call somebody. <laughs> That's me. I don't <laughs> want to call anyone. Call. I'm not going to. You can't oh, okay. make me. Uh, I would never even attempt to. Um, so, yeah. So, as we said, a lot of, a lot of wrestling to unpack. Um, where do you want to start? I'm going to let you lead it off there, friend. Hmm. Well, should we start off with, like, uh, the big story of the week coming the, out of Raw? The big story. Yeah, the new assignees of Raw. Well, <laughs> well it's the big story. Was that, like, your uh, foghorn leghorn impersonation? <laughs> well, well, it's supposed to be the I, big I say, show's I, theme. I say, I say it's a big show. <laughs> I say a boy, boy, <laughs> boy show. But, <laughs> no, definitely not okay. that. Get arrested. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, big story with the new contracts. Yeah, um, lay it on me because I've got uh, plenty of thoughts and reactions to that, and I know that there's been some uh, some talk around the wrestling world about that too, but let, yeah, let me, uh, let me know what you're thinking. What, what contracts do you speak of, sir? I speak of, uh, the newest contract signings to raw retribution. Retribution. Yeah. What? Um, first of all, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way. Yeah. Now that, you know, now that we, you know, did our song and dance at the beginning of the show. We can get down to brass, brass yeah. tacks right here. But um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. 
It doesn't make any sense because okay, first of all, let's look. Well, at this. okay, all right. So hang on. So before you uh, unleash your opinion, for those that don't know what doesn't make sense, tell me. Okay, so retribution. Everybody's aware. Retribution is this outside group that has been invading several shows of WWE these last several weeks. Um, yeah, they um they blew up a generator. Right. They've been pretty much breaking into the building, coming in and, uh, you know, attacking various superstars on the show. Right. And doing all sorts of other damage. So they are being portrayed as this anti-WWE group that wants to bring WWE down. I mean, it is very outsiders-esque. Right? I mean, when Scott Hall first came to WCW, you know, he was, hey, that's, everybody recognizes that guy. That's Scott Hall. He doesn't work here. Yeah. You know, it is very similar to that. I think it's pumped up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Taken more, taken to more of an extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's what's been happening. And now, fast forward, you say contract. So, what happened this week on Raw? So, was at the beginning of Raw, Retribution came out, and they the commentators announced that they have signed a contract with WWE. They WWE gave them all contracts to pretty much do whatever they want. Right. And I think those are the words that came out of the commentator's mouth. Right. So, let's go back to my first point. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Like I said, you have this anti-WWE group that is trying to take this company down because, oh, I don't know, they, for whatever reason, they are not. They're not happy. They've been promised things, blah, 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 you know, and, you know, yeah, let's just give them contracts. Well, see, like, it's okay. So, so, so they had, you know, they, they came out to be, to kick off raw and they had like a little opening promo and the promo was, and, and, you know, help me through this, but basically my understanding was we don't like what WWE stands for. We don't like that everyone is all about money. That's that's it, right? Pretty much, yeah. I don't I guess I don't understand that. Why are you there? Because people are all about money, yet you signed a contract. Yeah, you're there and you're getting paid right now. Now you're getting paid. <laughs> yeah. So like are you donating your checks to something are you are you is the, mon- is the br- money going to your cause whatever right are you lifting is? them up and, and burning burning them in front of vince's face are they funding your new cool masks you know what would have been really cool since you mentioned that is if they came out and each of them had their contracts in their hand and um right at the end of their promo, they burn their contracts. 
So, okay, so that is where, when I was watching Raw, as it was happening, my thought immediately was, this shouldn't be an after-the-fact type promo. It should have been, we're going to kick off Raw with, you know, Adam Pearce or some type of figurehead from WWE or from Raw in the ring, like, hey, you know, we've got these this anarchist group that has been causing all this mayhem on all of our shows, and... Mm-hmm. We want to, we want to, you know, give them a platform. What is the deal? What can we do to find peace here? We've got contracts laid out for all of you to sign. You know, let's 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 get to it. Retribution mm-hmm. comes out, and then I don't know, all hell breaks loose. Like that would have made more sense to me instead of, oh hey, while you were sleeping, fans, these guys came <laughs> in and you know, in their suit and tie and peacefully just signed on the dotted line and now we're good to go. Like that yeah. doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. I bet I bet that would have to be like a really awkward meeting with Vince McMahon. <laughs> this group of people who's been yeah. like destroying everything and then you come, you know, face to face with CEO of the company and just like, "Hey Vince, uh, retribution." <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so th- there's there's uh, several issues with this that I have, but at any point, how it unfolded the rest of the show, did any of it start to make sense to you? Was it was there any redeeming qualities of their appearance on Raw this week? Of their appearance? Are you talking about like physical appearance? No, 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 no. Just-, just them being on, like, just anything that they were involved in this week. Did... Excuse me. Oh, hang on. That was um, that was exhale. That was a. Um, that's what happens when you drink in O'Connor Imperial Oktoberfest, which is a Mertzen style lager, eight percent alcohol. Uh, right here, in. Hang on. Where's it from? Oh. This got really awkward. Hold on, man. It's a plug. <laughs> From Norfolk, Virginia, O'Connor Brewing Co. Get you some, friends. Anyway, that's what I'm drinking right now, and that was what caused that slight interruption. Let me know how much that check is when it comes in the mail. For, for you know, O'Connor. sometimes, sometimes, Dylan, you've got to. Sometimes you have to sell your soul, all right? <laughs> if you want to get ahead in this life. Sometimes you got to make some small sacrifices in the beginning yeah. to get that check in the end, all right? Yeah. Anyway, no. Was there anything like they? Like, they had a sev- several segments on Monday. They had their little promo. They had their little scuffle with the hurt, hurt folks. <laughs> <laughs> the hurt folks. <laughs> Them hurt people. Listen, Dylan. All right, hurt people. Hurt people. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Um. So they were sprinkled in all throughout the show. In any of their segments they were involved in, did any of it make more sense as the night went on? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not really. I mean, what, they had a uh, tag match at the end of Raw, right, against the Hurt Business? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hurt's Donut (laughs) against... Hurt's Donut. Who was it? It was uh, Dio Madden, right? Is Dio like, Madden. Well, apparently it's Dio Madden. Dominic Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic. Um, 
And who's that other guy? Slapjack? Yeah, Slapjack? Is it Jack Thriller? <laughs> Slapjack. Um, ah, who is that? I forget. I really don't know who that is, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. But Slapjack, T-Bar. T-Bar. T-Bar is Dijakovic. Right, which is... I mean, if you had to choose between the two names, you, you know, T-Bar's what you're going to go with. Yeah. It's the, it's the obvious choice. <laughs> totally. So, and, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, right now, this whole angle feels dead to me just for the simple fact that they announced that they sign contracts. I that, agree. That takes away whatever momentum or whatever um, idea you had behind the group. That totally dismantles it completely, I think. So what, in your opinion, could they do to redeem this? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, unless this is somehow part of a bigger angle that's going to pay off later on, later on down the line. Which, you, you know, I think everybody's hoping for. You know, they've dedicated... Oh, I, I, I hope so, too. Well, I'm just saying... I'm they, part of that. They've dedicated so much time to it so far. You would yeah. think there, there is a payoff. There has to be some, yeah, some big payoff has to happen to this. Now, some people are saying the payoff is finding out who the leader of the group is. The the basically finding out the why. Yeah, I've heard that too. And I, I mean, I it's hard to argue with that because I don't see any other scenario that makes sense. Like, what else could the payoff be? They successfully take it over and burn the company to the ground. I mean, I just, uh, yeah. you know, it doesn't, there's, the payoff has to be, this was orchestrated by someone and we need to figure out who it is. Right. So the only thing in my opinion, and I've heard this, other people float this idea too, so this is by no means an original thought, but the only thing that makes sense is this is actually Triple H's group. Mm-hmm, I've heard that too. And that, is the reason why they got contracts. Exactly. Because yeah. he is an executive. He can do that. You know, so if anything redeems this, it's, it is an Adam Pierce or something that someone who is an executive, but maybe a low level executive that starts asking questions like, okay, yeah, it's, it's been said they have contracts, but I was, I didn't offer him contracts. Who offered him contracts? How do we know that? You know, mm-hmm. like, we offer them. Hey, you know what? Why, why don't you go look at the contracts? Because it's going to have <laughs> yeah, their signature on it and <laughs> whoever gave them the contract. Unless you just have one of those, like, you know, automatically generated Vincent K. McMahon signatures on it. You know, it's like, oh, it's got Vince's signature on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The other I mean, thing I've maybe, heard Maybe is, start there. So. Yeah. The other thing I've heard is Shane being the leader, which. I don't know that I could be less interested in in an angle. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, he's already at Raw Under Raw Underground. Pretty much has all your attention right now, so. right? <laughs> why would Why would he be in charge of that while trying to push Raw Underground? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows at this point. You know, it is so evident to me that Raw. And nobody is, knows what they're doing over there. Yes, that Raw is a week-to-week program. Oh yeah, they, there's no way there's, they have any plans. There's no long-term storytelling on Raw. No, it's and like, you've seen and you've seen reports too. Like you've seen reports where the show is still beating, still beating. Yeah. Beating. It's, it's be- not. It's beating a dead horse. No. <laughs> Where this the show is being rewritten like right. two hours before airtime. Right. Like how? How? You know, and it's getting like 1.3s, 1.5s in terms of ratings, mm-hmm. which is not good. I mean, AEW, what, two weeks ago? Drew like a one point one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's knocking on the door, and that's a brand new time slot on a brand new day. Then again, they weren't up against NXT on that night. True. Also, very so, true. So you got to factor that in a little bit too. Well, then in that case, you got to use that same argument against Raw. They're not up against anyone on Mondays. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's not looking good for Retribution or Raw. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's you're right. That is probably the biggest story of the week is that we're starting to see some um, uh, breaking ground, if you will, um, which is another WWE program that came to a close all too soon. <laughs> I never watched and Oh, you should have. It was like the one of the best things they had on the network. Uh remind me of what it was. It was basically a behind the scenes of uh NXT talent. Okay, I do remember seeing commercials for that. Yeah. They did it for like okay. two seasons and my guess I don't know. It's interesting because they had that and they had talking smack. And uh-huh. Vince saw both of them, and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. No. <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, do you want to talk I, more about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what, what do you want to get into? Yeah, I mean, let's just jump around. I feel like last week we kind of we went um, according to a timeline, and I feel like it threw our rhythm off. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, a tad. But since we are talking about Raw, I do want to talk about Raw Underground. Just because okay. I'm in that I'm in that mindset. Um, okay. I would say I'm, not, I'm still not week. completely sold on Raw mm-hmm. Underground. I still am not a big fan of it. There's just something about it. Um, but this week you had, I think, three different matches. One was Eric from... Uh, War Machine, or the Viking Experience, or Viking Raiders. the War Raiders, <laughs> or, yeah. Whatever name they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viking Funhouse, I don't know. Um, him versus Riddick Moss. 
Uh-huh. Now, we've talked about it before. It's a completely different style of wrestling. It's it's like a it's like sports entertainment meets shoot fighting. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of weird to see because the it doesn't have the same psychology. So it's hard to tell if it's, you know, how the story is being told. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you're going to if you're going to put a sports entertainment spin on shoot fighting, that was a good a good uh, uh, match, so to speak. A good fight. Sure. Okay. It was a good fight. Yeah. And then so was Dolph Ziggler and whoever it was he was up against. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't really sing Dolph Ziggler's praises very often. <laughs> Hardly <laughs> well, ever. Actually. No. I think he's a great promo and I think he's a great amateur wrestler. Um, he sells good too. Yep. He sells it, very well. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's why I liked him in Raw Underground because it's like, now this this dude's like a legit collegiate wrestler. Like he's he's no slouch at all. So like he will thrive in an environment like this, you know, in terms of making things look believable and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So his match I enjoyed. And then the last one was Braun Strowman versus your boy, Dabakato. Yeah, but Dabba, yeah, but Dabba Kato. <laughs> yeah, but Dabba, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you well, see first, that? I did see that, yeah. Okay, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say we could talk about the build-up to the that build before up. the match actually, before the match, or the fight actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, what, it started with the Kevin Owens show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin Owens has a guest on his show this week, and it's Shane McMahon. Right. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, like, these two dudes hated each other, right? Exactly. Like, really bad. Right. At one point. <laughs> really bad. So, what, like, Shane comes out, and then... I think a comment was made by, you know, either Kevin or Shane, like, oh, it's all water under the bridge. Or you're wondering why I have Shane McMahon out here. Uh, it's all wa- water under the bridge at this point. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad it's just all water water under the bridge now. Right. I'm glad you guys got over, you know, all that crap that happened not too long ago. Yeah, Shane, you know, dove off of hell in a cell. Yeah. To try to drop an elbow through you. But, not, you know, listen, we all do yeah. crazy things. You know, and he what, fired him or had him right. banned multiple times from the building. And, yeah, you know, but we're cool now. It's, it's cool. all gravy, baby. Yeah, it's Kevin Owens show, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane comes out and then uh, to promote Raw Underground, correct? I guess. So, so like, and I know that, uh, you know, Kevin and Yabba Dabba have had, like, a few issues on Raw Underground before. Yeah, a few kerfuffles, if you will. Yeah, yeah, so, like, Shane brings out Yabba Dabba, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they kind of start to get into it a little bit. 
but then Braun Strowman comes out. Right. To, um, for whatever reason, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because they're going to go in the back area of the building in a few minutes and have their underground fight. Right. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then, but Kevin Owens slaps Fred Flintstone, right? Yeah, yeah, he, I think, yeah, he does slap Yabba Dabba. And no retaliation. No. Like this for, was, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. I, I just think this was probably the the most emasculated Dabakato has been since they introduced him. I mean, he just like towers over everybody. Yes. He, he even is, is taller than Braun dude. Strowman. Yeah. Yep. And Braun Strowman's a big dude, man. Right. And, big dude. And WWE slash WWF has always been the land of the giants. Always. I mean, you and I, you remember when you and I first started out, it was, I mean, you, you think back, man. When we started training, it was 2001. Mm-hmm. Or two. I mean, it was actually, it was 2000. Um, and um, it was the land of the giants. So it was literally, okay, great. You know, now you've been trained. Like you understand, you understand bumps. You understand math psychology. Now you have to get in the gym. If you want to make it, you have to look a certain way, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember or not, but remember when, when we were training, the great thing, well, I mean, several great things about training with Dan Severn, but it was such a community training center to where it would be like the practice before like New Year's and we would do New Year's resolutions. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I do remember uh, on Halloween or like uh, the night before Halloween, you- we would... <laughs> You would remember this. Yeah, we'd have a battle royal and we The gimmick battle out. royal. Yeah, gimmick battle royal. We 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 would come out as like any any gimmick that we wanted to. Well no, it wasn't whoever you wanted to. You had someone playing <laughs> you had someone playing DJ basically and they put in WWF the music volumes one through three. Oh yeah. And whatever music they played is who you were coming to yeah. the of course you remember that no but new year's resolutions in in that shout out alpha male monty brown um he he was like my resolution is to basically train people how to lift weights properly like how to you know you want to gain size i want to be the one to to help you guys do that Mm -hmm. so Anyway, my point to all of that is it's always been the land of the giants and now you've got a legitimate giant and you just completely bitched him out to number one, Kevin Owens, which I mean, Kevin Owens is the man no matter what, but yeah. But if you compare the two like side by side, exactly. Yeah. And then he goes out and just in 90 seconds gets a haymaker from Braun Strowman and he's done. Yeah. Yeah. After, like, you spent, you know, quite a while basically promoting him as this big badass on Raw Underground. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, like I said, like I said at the beginning, Raw Underground, I still can't quite get behind. 
Yeah. It was a uh, yabba dabba disappointing. So. <laughs> Uh, I would name the episode that, but <laughs> yeah, but analytics. Yeah, disappointing. <laughs> analytics show yeah. that when we make up words, people don't tend to respond very well. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. <laughs> okay. Wow. Look at us giving WWE a, a bunch of time. I know. We're almost at 30 minutes. Holy smokes. Let's see. Is there anything else? Anything else you want to talk about Raw? On Raw that happened? Um, I haven't been... No, I don't think so. I mean, no. no. Those are pretty much the main highlights coming out of Raw. I think so. Yeah. Um, NXT. Okay. We have a new number one contender for the NXT title. So I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I really wanted to commend NXT for. I thought... You know, I love gauntlet matches in general. That was, uh, I think, gauntlet matches. If you let's say you have a clean slate, you have absolutely mm-hmm. nothing going for you. And you know what? Honestly, I think I, I got I got this from Ring of Honor when Ring of Honor first started way back in the day. Mm-hmm. They would run gauntlet style matches, and it would basically create new storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's. Um, some dude has been in there through two or three, th- two or three contenders, and was exhausted and lost. So now he feels slighted in the future, and there's a there's a storyline that you know you got so many examples, so many uh, uh, opportunities for storylines coming out of a gauntlet match. So I've always been a fan of it, mm-hmm. but I liked how they put like kind of a modern take on it. Of okay, it's a gauntlet match, but it's almost like Royal Rumble rules. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was every, what was it, every four minutes a new contender joined the match? Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, that's cool. Like, it's not, oh, you know. You're not waiting for the person to get pinned and then the next person comes out. Right. Or you're not, you're not throwing someone over the top rope and that's the end of it. Yeah. So I thought it was a really cool concept. I, I actually, I really enjoyed that. But more than anything, it's very interesting that Kyle O'Reilly is the new number one contender. Now, do you possibly think that would cause friction between him and Adam Cole at some point? Hmm. Is that a direction they could... Well, obviously, it's a direction they could go in if they wanted to. But, I mean, do you think it's actually something that could happen or that they might go into? Yes. Yeah. I never thought about it until you just now asked that. But Mm -hmm. consider Adam Cole coming up to Finn Balor at the end of their match in the backstage and, you know, two-sweeting him in the backstage. Mm -hmm. Very peculiar. Mm -hmm. Because... That could be used against him, uh, you know. Based on what I know about WWE, that could be used against him in the future. Like, well, you know, where do your loyalties lie? And then you get uh, some type of, I yeah, don't know. They, yeah, they they could twist it to make that work somehow. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So we're gonna have Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor at the. 
uh, at the next takeover event. Yep. It should be a good match. Very good totally. Match. Totally. Loved, love Kyle O'Reilly. Love the way that he works. I think it, mm-hmm. it'll be a good match. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, what else? What else? What else? Um... Well, listen, I, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to do what we did last week and just force ourselves to talk about something. If Let's just bounce around. You know, what's what's on the top of your mind? It doesn't have mm. to be NXT. It could be whatever. Anything, anything I want? Yeah. This, the sandwich I'm eating right now? You're just, eating a sandwich? No, I'm over but here. I'm saying if I wanted, if I was eating a sandwich and I wanted to talk about it, I would right now. Okay. Yeah. Just throwing that well, listen, out there. Listen, I don't want to handcuff us, Okay. I don't want us to feel like we have to talk about certain things, even though it's not time for them. <laughs> okay. For example, <laughs> double shot of AEW Dynamite this week. Okay. Well, why don't you uh, lead off on that then? I will. All right. I, I will. Uh, okay. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it in sequential order um, because I think overall I think both shows were were great for what they were. I would say this Wednesday is Dynamite was probably the best Dynamite I've ever seen mm-hmm. from top to bottom from beginning to end. The fact that they're starting to utilize backstage promos more efficiently, like more and not efficiently, more effectively, really mm-hmm. ties the show together. Like. Hey, you were just out there amongst, you know, the crowd doing all of this. Now, what's your reaction on that? Like Brody Lee's challenge to Cody um, in his little backstage promo. It was awesome. That was such a... He had a very intense... Oh, man. Yeah. It was such an old school feel on the promo. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's what's been missing from him. Yes. Like that, that intensity. So that was good that he was able to utilize that and bring that out this week. Totally, completely agree. I, he's only he's been the the leader of the dark order because you were told he's the leader of the dark order. Mm-hmm. But now, lately, he's been acting like it, and it's being portrayed as such. You know, like, and it's it's really believable, and it looks really good. Yeah, totally. Totally. Speaking of backstage promos, your boy, MJF, and... And Jericho. And the demo god, Chris Jericho. The, was it, the million... Million million viewer man? Million viewer man. Yeah. Yeah, they had a nice little funny exchange. Yep. Back there. Um Apparently didn't call each other losers. You know, no. it was either it was like either the limo driver <clears throat> or whoever else was. You know, or Tony it. Schiavone. Or Tony Schiavone. It was either yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, if you recall, um, MJF saying he needs to join a wolf pack. Is this a step in the direction of him joining the inner circle? What are your thoughts? I think it's a tease. You think it's a tease? You think? Yeah. You think he's going to do this with all the other groups just to Possibly, yeah. I mean, now that you said that, yeah, that does make sense. So maybe next week we'll see him, I don't know, interact with somebody from the Dark Order. Mm -hmm. And then the week after that, he'll be with 
Eddie Kingston and his group of people, possibly. So I think it's just kind of a tease. I think so, too. I think um, before I saw that, my thought coming into this week was he's going to join the Dark Order. That doesn't make any sense, though. Why not? It's it's like a total clash of personalities. I mean, isn't that what AEW is? Yeah, but they're not. How is that not a clash of personalities if he joins the Inner Circle? Well, the Inner Circle makes more sense than the Dark Order, though. I mean, I guess that's why. Dark Order, you have. Well, the Dark Order is kind of like this cult like group of people who are. are swore their allegiance to this one guy, you know, like that, that doesn't seem like MJF. So the only reason I thought that he would join the dark order is because it would set up a, um, kind of a, uh, I don't know. It would put him on the path of going back towards Cody again. Mm-hmm. Like MJF only joined out of his own personal gain, but it was kind of in vain. Like he he didn't realize what he was getting into because Brody Lee is like, you know, crazy, and you know he owns you, and um, and so then he would be like, oh crap, how do I get out of this? And then he's fighting Brody Lee, but so is Cody. So it's the 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 enemy of my enemy is my friend type of concept. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of where I was going with that. So then Cody and MJF are basically buddying up only for him to turn on Cody yet again because that's who MJF is. Yeah. That sounds really complicated. <laughs> no. If it's done right. Really comp- Dude, wrestling fans aren't dumb, despite what Vince McMahon thinks. Uh- I don't know. Stuff that I see on TV sometimes <laughs> makes me, you know. Okay, maybe I need to tell you this. Luchasaurus is not a real dinosaur. I'm quitting this podcast it right needed now. needed to be said, Dylan. <laughs> I, know, I just wish you would, Dolph. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, let's see. What else we have? Oh, we had uh, Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. Yes, we did. I yes. texted you during that last night. You did, and I, I saw said, it this morning. <laughs> I said <laughs> Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley is the is the match I didn't be, I didn't know I wanted, <laughs> and I'm still not sure. Really? No, I, that was a joke. Okay. Okay. Uh, Eddie cut a really great promo. Yeah, he did. Earlier in the show. Um, I love whenever you get to, yeah, I get to hear Eddie Kingston do any kind of promo because he's so believable in everything that he's saying and like everything that he's doing. Yes. He, you can tell by just like the look in his eye and, you know, the motion of his body, his body language. He he knows what he's doing and he makes it believable. Which, 100%. Which I, in turn 
makes me makes me believe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I uh, I I dug it just because, and I think any any true like hardcore wrestling fan knows Mox and Kingston are from the same area, from the same world. You know, both wrestled in CZW, both wrestled in IWA, like, and wrestled each other several times. Like, they know each other well, so. That promo was just so smart, you know, and mm-hmm. it goes back to what we what we've always talked about and what we kind of hint at anytime we talk about WWE and that WWE thinks that you forget what happened last week going into next week. You know, mm-hmm. Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens are friends. Duh. Why, why wouldn't they be on the same, you know, segment or, you know, examples like that time and time again where. And, you know, forget that this happened because I'm telling you that this is the case now. And believe me, I I, just believe me, damn it. Just do it. Yeah. That is the the biggest thing I appreciate about appreciate about AEW. And I always use this word and I apologize for using it again. But storyline continuity. Things. What a thing. (laughs) What a concept. Things, you know, the things that you made me believe in the past are still true today. Yeah. You know, and so seeing that um, now, especially in a feud like this, which is a brand new feud that seems like it will continue on. That's pretty awesome. It's very awesome. And, you know, it it could interfere with all the other things that are going on. I mean, as we saw how Dynamite ended, where it just completely broke down and you saw all of these feuds kind of crossing over. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks and Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. I mean, if freaking Lance Archer didn't have COVID, he probably would have been in there. It might not have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's really cool kind of what they're they're setting everything up to mm-hmm. be. Um speaking of setting up, uh-oh. The young the young bucks or one of the young bucks broke Tony Schiavone's phone backstage. Um yeah. Tell me tell me what you thought about that. Oh, he broke a phone. Listen, is this the kind of behavior... And he he put money in Tony's pocket or gave Tony money, so... Is this the kind of behavior you would expect from an executive vice president? No. It's the kind of behavior I'd expect from, like, a rich, spoiled... douche, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I don't know what it is. I just... I'm not interested in it. I, well, I, would just say, I shouldn't say that I'm not interested, but I don't. Well, listen, there is a payoff. Well, obviously, yeah, there is going to be a payoff. But what would that be? What's it going to be? Do you well, think- you brought it up. You brought it up, you know, not too long ago, but, you know, the Young Bucks being released from their positions as EVPs. I mean... 
maybe because I've I've brought it up and I've I'm constantly reminded of it every week when they act out. Mm-hmm. But to me, that is the most logical conclusion here. What else could come just, of it? I don't know. Like you're blatantly spitting in the face of Tony Khan. Why would he put up with that? Right. Well, why why is he put up with it like for a second week in a row with them doing whatever, you know, breaking Tony Schiavone's phone? Right. I don't know. They just they're coming off as like kids. Exactly. And you're just like stupid little kids. You know, <laughs> and I, I, I don't think the payoff is them versus FTR because I, I, I and we've talked about it before. It's way too soon. Mm-hmm. It can't. It can't be that already. the The tag team division is so deep in AEW. They have to stay apart, and their little. I mean, th- them throwing fits like they are. I if I'm Tony Khan. I'm saying you're not EVPs anymore because this is unacceptable behavior. You broke Tony Schiavone's phone. (laughs) And furthermore, you're suspended. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. You know, obviously you guys have money to burn, so you don't need any extra. So you're suspended without pay. Mm -hmm. And then they can say, well, we got hot topic money. Or, you know, I mean, they they can oh, really yeah. ride this out. I don't know. There definitely needs to be I, a payoff sooner than later. I'm with you. Because them doing, like, random little dumb shit week to week is kind of like... It's getting annoying, right. honestly. Right. I'm getting annoyed by the young bucks. Like, what not kind like, of... Not like in a, like, I'm invested in the storyline and... That's what they're supposed to be making me feel. It's more like I just, I just don't want to see him do dumb shit on TV. <laughs> right. And the I next just, week, the yeah. young bucks tie someone's shoelaces together. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah. The young bucks and Axel Foley put bananas in people's tailpipes. <laughs> uh. And hilarity yeah. ensues. Yeah, I, I'm just annoyed at this point. I'm with you. I really am. Um, okay, let's 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 take a break. Let's take a breather. I think you're starting to get a little little carried away. You're starting to get a little. Do you have another plug for a beer or something coming up? I'm actually out of beer. I drank all of my. Hold on, O'Connor. Imperial Oktoberfest Meritson style lager. Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. Or if you're from Virginia, especially Hampton Roads, you you call it Norfolk. Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, I just I just swear. I you just did. The I gotta, great. I gotta I gotta bleep that out now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. I'm out. I have water, and I'm almost out of that too. So. Mm. This is going to go downhill real quick. So that but, means um, the show's almost over. <laughs> yeah, what uh, what time we got? Yeah. No, let's take a, let's take a break from from the wrestling for a second. Tell me uh what's going on? How you doing? What's your week looking like? How's the weather? If you don't mind me asking. 
Weather's great. It's fantastic. You had a uh, sleepover last week. Don't uh, uh, listen. People came back this week specifically to find out how that sleepover went. They want to know if you are light as a feather and stiff as a board. Um, not light as a feather. Okay. Yeah, and as far as stiff as a board, you know, I kind of hey, easy, easy, easy. This is a family I, show. No, no, no. <laughs> I I move around a lot, so when I sleep, so okay. Fair no, enough. sleepover was awesome. Very cool. We man, what did we do? Oh god! I basically told them to you know just hang out down in the basement the entire <laughs> night. So. Yeah. Shut and they're the totally door, fine. With turn the lights too. off. Yeah. I locked it, and <laughs> I, you know when they were hungry, I threw breadcrumbs down there at them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, honestly, it it was awesome. They were both really good, and uh, like roasted marshmallows boom. and yeah, boom pizza like to the nines, man, to the nines. We played Dang. Uno and Trouble. Okay. Yeah. I think I want to sleep over. <laughs> well, there's a spot for you down in the basement yes. with a dirty bowl of breadcrumbs. <laughs> so anytime you're ready. <clears throat> anytime you're ready. Yeah. So, yeah, that was last weekend. Nice. Yeah. This week, um, it's just the huge, man. The huge. Just the huge. Any, Nothing any, out of the ordinary yet. So okay, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't watch any movies. Um, I don't think did I? No, I didn't. Um, I started watching Letterkenny though. Have you seen this? No. Well, that's where this segment ends. <laughs> Fuck the young box. Letterkenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a show on Hulu. Um, okay. It's about uh, people in Canada. Oh, really? I can, yep. I can say it that loosely because that's literally their intro. said something like, there's 5,000 residents in Letterkenny, Can- Canada. Canada? <laughs> Letterkenny, Canada. Yeah. These are their this issues. That's literally is on, their intro. And this is on Hulu? It is. Huh. Yep. Is it a, is it a comedy? It is. Okay. Um, I'm three episodes in season one. Um, I don't addicted. Know. No, it's not yet. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's funny. I enjoy it, but it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of on. Are you waiting for a payoff? I'm waiting for a payoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all waiting for payoffs over here. <laughs> yes. Waiting for a payoff for these freaking beer plugs. I keep doing week <laughs> after week. Getting nothing. Get nowhere, man. Nowhere. Um, okay, back to wrestling, because that, that segment fell flat. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> okay, so a question I had for you that I really wanted to okay. ask. Give me Answer three people. Have. Yeah. Give me three people in AEW not named MJF that you want to see with the AEW world title. I want to see with the AEW world title. Not named MJF. Well, at, at one point, one of them has to be Cody. Really? Yeah. Why? 
Because that's, that's an obvious choice. I mean, even though he has that stipulation where you can't fight for the title ever again, you know that at some point they're going to walk that back and he'll be able to compete for that title. Yeah, definitely. There has to be a heated storyline that gets him back in the mix of it. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. So, Cody. Um, man, who else? Two other people. Two other people in AEW. Are you talking about people I want to see or people that I expect to have the world title? People you want to see because I think, uh, yeah, expectation is probably, you know, some of the usual suspects, some of the people that we would, we would, um, we've seen come over from WWE. Mm-hmm. Potentially, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think an expectation is probably Kenny Omega, right? Yeah. An expectation is probably Hangman Page. Yeah, I was actually going to say Adam Page next. As someone I actually actually want to see have that title. Okay. Uh, One other person. Yep. One more person. Don't say Brock Lesnar. (laughs) One more person. Hmm. I honestly can't think of another person, not for not knowing a lack of names, but I can't think of somebody that I actually want to see have the world title. Hmm. Okay. So when you, you can't not named MJF, if you not, could not say MJF, MJF, then it, that would be MJF. I would right? say MJF. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well then that's fair. We can just, so you would say Cody hangman page and MJF. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw you a curveball and say Scorpio Sky. Uh, I see him becoming the TNT champion before he gets to that point, I think. Yeah, potentially. But I think Scorpio Sky is uber talented. He is super athletic. He's entertaining. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that there is no reason why they couldn't get behind him and really push him as as their guy. I mean, I mean there's yeah. sometimes, especially when you see him in front of a live audience, he is freaking electrifying. Are you talking about his ability in the ring or just as a personality? Both. Oh, I mean, oh, I would... Wait, I'm gonna go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I would, I would, gonna... I would kind of hang my hat on his ability in the ring, but mm-hmm. him, you know, and, and it carries his personality. But he's, I don't think he's necessarily lacking in the personality. I just mm-hmm. think again, it comes down to getting behind him. I mean, if you give him the time that you give to the Brody Lees or the Codys. Um, then he would definitely shine in that spotlight, especially, I mean, I just, yeah, I think, I think he would do great with that. It's an interesting choice. I mean, I, I think the best world champions are some of the most unassuming ones because especially your seasoned wrestling fans have that, they have their roster of champions that they expect, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then when that roster is challenged, it makes them kind of reconsider what they're watching. And then they really consume the content truly and wholeheartedly because they're like, okay, where are they going with this? You know, maybe Scorpio is a transition champion. Okay, he's not. What's what are we doing? What? Where is this person going? You know, it it really gets them more invested in every storyline that surrounds it. Hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but you just can't look at it from one point of view I think you get you can't just be like okay I know this guy's really talented let's you know get behind him and give him a push and everything you being a promotion on a large TV network another thing another large thing that you have to look at are the numbers also yeah oh absolutely yeah so yeah, you can sit there and be like, you know, yeah, I think Scorpio's guy would be a great world champion. He's got this, this, and this. And, you know, that's great and everything. Yeah, that's excellent. But, I mean, basically when it comes down to it, though, if he's not drawing the viewers that your company wants drawn in to their show, he's not going to be a, ver- a world champion for very long. Or whoever whoever it is. Draw is not one-sided. A draw is a feud. You know, it is a dance after all, and you're not dancing with yourself. No, a draw is how many people can you get tuned into your show based on promoting this person as your main guy? I mean, let's say it's Scorpio Sky versus Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho versus Matt Hardy. I mean, these are names. And if people are saying, well, wait a second, why this guy, this Scorpio Sky is the champ? Okay, well, then why isn't it Jericho? And maybe there's something to this. Mm -hmm. My thought is just doing something different almost to challenge that status quo of, hey, we've got a bunch of old talent, quote unquote, from other places that are more established. And we've just, mm-hmm. we're just kind of riding their coattails of their already firm success. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can do that. You can challenge people's expectations by throwing in, you know, a curveball in there and putting like the world champ on somebody that isn't unexpected. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if you, like I said, you want to shake things up a little bit, that's fine. Just so you know, when people tune in, they're not getting the same old, same old from your show. But I'm saying that, you know, you do that and then that person doesn't start drawing the amount of viewers that you would like. Or eventually when we get, they get back to doing live shows that person's not drawing in the amount of people you want at your live show then you're going to have a tough decision to make because you're not only answering to other uh, main people within your company you are also answering to like tv executives also 
I mean, listen, you're exactly right. I don't think you're wrong by any means, but at some point you have to take a chance. I mean, that is essentially WWE's perpetual problem. They hang on to the Randy Orton's, the John Cena's, the the Rocks, the Steve Austin's, the JBL's. You know why? Because they don't have anybody else on their roster that are on that level that can draw. Because... because they never building, get the opportunity. Not, they're not building up superstars. That's my point. They're that's not why allowed. I said. That's why I said you give them time. Give Scorpio Sky the time you're giving to these guys. Let him build an audience. Let him build a following. And that's fine. That's okay, fine. If, yeah, <laughs> that's fine if you can give him the time to do that, and it's like showing that people are getting heavily invested into this person and he and he's getting like a huge following and you're seeing the numbers because of it yeah definitely give him a world opportunity or a title for a world championship and maybe put it on him and see where it goes yeah but like i said it takes time though you can't do it you can't do it just like that. I'm not I'm saying, snapping my fingers right now to oh, emphasize what, you can't listen, do it just at, like that. At what point did I say, oh, oh Dynamite's next week, Scorpio Sky is going to be like, you know what, Moxley, give me that bill. And then he just you does. Said, you said That's that like two I, minutes ago. I, that is nowhere. <laughs> no, at no point did I say anything like that. <laughs> I know. I'm saying future world champs. That's what I said. Scorpio Sky would be one. Brody Lee would be two. Well, I mean, like the way you're talking about him, you're like, I want it to happen in the next two months. No. I'm not saying you did. I mean, <laughs> but the way you were describing it, you're you're, oh. like, you're ready to like go take the belt from Moxley and just like put it right around Scorpio Sky's waist. No, I think Moxley should have the belt until they have a live Until audience. Scorpio Sky's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I think he should have it until they have a live audience. And, yeah. and and even then, like, he should have it to, like, truly, you know, soak up being a world champ. Because I feel bad for Mox. Like, I feel bad for Drew McIntyre, too. Totally. Totally. I feel, yeah, both of these guys have really gotten the shaft of, like, you did it. You achieved your dream. No one cares. <laughs> no one is there to cheer you on. <laughs> I'm a champion. Who's with me? No, nobody. No one. You. No you one? there? Yeah. There. Zoom. Well, zoom. Security call. guard guy. You like this, call. right? Kenny Omega. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would say Scorpio Sky. Brody Lee is number two, which I don't think that too much of a case needs to be made for him to be a world champ, right? No, I don't okay. think so. Okay. And then my third, I had someone. Um, I mean, I agree with your list completely. I mean, I want to see Hangman Page with it. I want to see Kenny Omega. I want to see Cody, right? Um, but just trying to think of, uh, again, things that are that are kind of separate from that. Um, I don't know. I mean, Lance Archer could be interesting. I don't know that he's mm. ready um, for that. I mean... Again, this is, it could be down the road, but even so, I think he's got a lot to work on still. Oh, that's right. Number three. Um, Who could be a better man for the job than the best man? Uh. Miro. (laughs) 
First of all, it was a he, terrible, terrible tag match. Well, I was going to say, he really loves those wedding storylines, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I like uh, Kip Sabian. I love, yeah, love Joey Janela. Love Miro. Um, that match was terrible. Here you go. Terrible. Carter's Dylan. response to Dylan. It was what? not good. It's not good. <laughs> no. I mean, if oh, I don't know who. I don't know if someone was rusty. I really don't. Like I, you know, who are you just, blaming for this terrible match? Who do you see as a culprit or culprit? I mean, it's definitely, I mean, chemistry is a big part. Maybe Miro's blown up because he hasn't been working. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to catch a lot of heat for it. But I texted you and I'm not going to back down from it. Okay. I think, I think Sonny Kiss is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with his character or who he is or any of that. I don't care. More power to him for being who he is. Honestly, mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah. I'm a, I'm very much so in support of that. I don't think he's good. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just don't. <sighs> now, he's a he's very athletic though. You can't take that away from him. No, you cannot. I agree he's, with that. He's very athletic. Yep. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I feel I, like, and I hate to say this, but I feel like he, it was almost like they were pandering when they signed mm-hmm. him. Okay, hey, look at us. We're all inclusive. You know, we got this guy. Mm-hmm. And listen, that should be represented, you know, like it should be represented. And I, I'm with that, but it shouldn't come at the expense of the product. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen enough from him to be like, Oh yeah, he's, he's got it. He's got something. He's got that charisma. Like he, he could be something eventually. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And and I it, I will say it's unfair to point to him and only him for that match because for right, all I know exactly. it was somebody else. I don't know that. Or it could have been all four people involved. Totally. Too. Totally. Yeah. Could have been just so. bad communication all throughout. But mm-hmm. overall and you know easy for me to say sitting very comfortably from my couch watching it, right? But Yeah. It, it, it just doesn't. Um, it didn't it doesn't, click. No, I don't, it just didn't look good. Yeah. And it, yeah, just didn't. His little round off backhand spring turn around and bitch slap in the corner. At no point has he ever connected enough on that to where I'm like, oh yeah, wow. Good thing he did all those flips. I think that every time anybody does that. Yes. Like, what's Be- the point of? doing your cartwheel right and then a back handspring into whatever you're going to hit them with right there's no point you can get more momentum just by running full force totally yes the point of a handspring i've had to say this many times in the past 
is to, to spring <laughs> off of your freaking hands. So you shouldn't decrease momentum at all. It should be, I'm jumping from my hands or my, from my feet to my hands and from my hands to my feet. It is mm -hmm. a perpetual, it is a continual motion of constant momentum. You shouldn't slow down. And the fact that people do mean that you means, well, means several things, but <laughs> mostly it means that you're not doing it properly. And the fact is, why would I want to do a handspring into an offensive maneuver? I'm not going to be able to see the guy. So if he moves, I'm not going to be able to stop myself from hitting the corner. Well, the only you know reason I mean? that you would is for that increased momentum, that increased velocity. That is the point of a flip. Like, I guess that's kind of the thing that I've always like kind of argued with people about when they're like, well, you know, look at these flippity doodah guys. Like, well, who gives a shit about a flip? Like, don't you? The point of it is to increase velocity. Like that is the the psychology behind a flip. Yeah, but the point is, I don't want to give my back to somebody. <clears throat> I mean, trust me, you're not wrong with that either. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I I want to keep my peripheral vision right in front of somebody, especially somebody that I'm getting ready to do an offensive maneuver for. I don't want to right. give that person the opportunity, you know, to have my back to them and possibly, you know, grab me in some sort of maneuver while, you know, my back's facing them. Well, now, again, that is why they call it high risk. <laughs> well! That is a high risk maneuver when you do that. It's the same as a spinning back fist. You're increasing velocity albeit sacrificing your I don't sight, like it, vision. okay? I don't <laughs> like it. I'm with you. Okay. Um, but Miro. Yeah. Third champ. Miro. One day. Maybe not now. Maybe not anytime soon, in fact. But well, eventually. He's got to get through the bachelor party first. He's got to get through the bachelor party. He's yeah. got to gotta get his gaming up. You know, people got to tune into Twitch. Got to level up. Got to level up. Got to eat some mushrooms or something. Yep. Uh, they could have done so much more with him on his debut. They could have. It's kind of a waste. It was a little bit of a waste. But I, I think this is more than more than evident that he is going. Him and Kip Sabian are going to turn on each other. <laughs> Everybody turns on each other. Everybody's been turning on each other lately. Speaking of turning on each other, and listen, I don't want to go too long here, but how many no, we're times... We're going to go long, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how many times will Sasha and Bailey turn on each other? <laughs> Bailey turned on Sasha, what, two weeks ago? After they've been together and they were yeah. they were the, the you know, double champs? The, yeah. This is after they turned on each other, what, this time last year? I mean, my goodness. I don't remember. How are they still, remember. how do they keep becoming friends? Why don't you ask the Iconics? That's, there's something <laughs> in the water there. <laughs> something bad is in the water. Yeah. <laughs> floating, floating in the uh, WWE pond. I see a bad moon rising. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we turn on each other. Oh, a couple weeks later, we're back together again. Yeah. What? what are you talking about? We're best friends. Yeah, I got your back. Come on. Let's do this, huh? 
Shane McMahon, come on my show. <laughs> yeah. Water under the bridge, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yabba dabba. Uh, oh, so um, I was going to say, I you told me not to pick MJF for a person I'd like to see as world champion. Okay. So I'm taking, I would like to see MJF, but to, you know, to answer your question more thoroughly or in a better way, Ricky Starks. I'm I'm a little surprised you didn't pick Ricky Starks to begin with, but um, apparently you thought that I said within the next two months, so that's probably why you didn't say it. So oh, I'm I'm pushing for a month right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, please elaborate. Oh, I think we've elaborated on it many times before. He's he's got what it takes to be. Like I said, not only a world champion, but like a really big star in AEW. He completely agree. The, a charisma out the wazoo. Um, you just need to build him up more, and yeah. you know, show show all that charisma and everything else that he has. I, I feel like the the secondary title of the TNT title. Um, should be reserved for more of those. I mean, it, I hate to say it, but it really should be like a, a light heavyweight title or like a intercontinental title or, you know, something for not the TNT title. I mean, whatever it's a TNT title. It is what it is, but mm-hmm. I don't think it should be Brody Lee. I think Brody Lee should be challenging Mox week after week. Oh, he already challenged Mox. I know. Mox and he lost to the knee. Yeah, we never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think the TNT title should be Ricky Starks, should be um, MJF. uh, Uh, Not MJF. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, yeah. Uh, You know, guys like that. Ben Carter, you know. It should be reserved for those types of people. Mm -hmm. Unless they're going to do another title. Which would be overkill. I hope they don't. I, yep. I hope they don't. They don't need to do another title. No, I agree. Um, let's see. Oh, something else I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, gee whiz. Have you... Uh, gee freaking willikers. <laughs> yabba dabba. Have oh, you, yeah. Uh, so this is what I was saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Have you caught any of the recent offerings from Ring of Honor? Um, I have not. Specifically the pure title tournament? I have not, sir. Have you, have you heard about this? I have. I've heard it mentioned, yes. Yes. Um, basically, they're having a tournament to determine a new... Who's pure? Who's the purest of the pure. Okay. In a ring of honor. Um, was it like the pure pure wrestling championship or pure something okay yeah um so basically the matches the rules for the matches are each opponent gets three rope breaks um after you exhaust your three rope breaks you if you're caught in a submission you cannot use the ropes anymore to break a hold okay um only open fists and open slaps. Well, but if that's get, normal anyway. Eh, loosely. Loosely. It's very loose. 
It's Lucy. It's Lucy Goosey in a lot of places. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yet Um, another title I can't use for this episode. It's Lucy Goosey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you get caught using a closed fist, you get a warning. If you do it again, you are automatically disqualified. So, like a yellow card. (laughs) You get a yellow card and then a red card. Yep, Ocean Avenue. Nice. Yeah. So, um, and the presentation for it has been really good. It's remember that promotion that promised that they were, they were a sports based presentation that started oh last year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, this is this is the sports based wrestling presentation that I think. Wait, wait are you talking about Price of Glory? <laughs> no, I'm talking about HWO. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. HWO yeah, yeah. or EWF. Just, just insane. Yeah. Martigra. Martigra. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I really like what Ring of Honor has been doing with this tournament and the whole presentation of it. It honestly feels like a real sport-based wrestling presentation like even the commentary team it you could take imagine like you had two NFL commentators like imagine the way that they call the game in your head and then put that to pro wrestling to what ring honor is doing ring of honor is doing that's what it sounds like well that's awesome I think um the problem that AEW runs into is that there is a mainstream aspect to it that you have to adhere to. Otherwise, it's too polarizing to the casual fan. See, I don't know. No, totally. I mean, I, if that wasn't the case, Ring of Honor would have a bigger draw. They would have a bigger a TV presence, all of the above. Because even earlier, what was I? I was describing something to you earlier. Um, Your what beer. the hell? This, <laughs> wait, are you talking about O'Connor's Imperial no, October? You are, though. <laughs> You're talking about it. No, um, I don't know. Some type of storyline or something. I don't know. Rewind the episode and you tell me. But it was, uh, you said, oh, it sounds complicated. But yet, oh, yeah, you're I'm home. supposed to take freaking keep track of. Rope breaks and close fits. No, they, 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 the commentators and uh, will tell you exactly how many rope breaks each person each person has left. And at the bottom of the screen, they'll have a little graph that shows you how many rope rope breaks each wrestler has left. I mean, trust me, it's simple. I'm with it's you. Simple. I'm it's, with you. I'm saying no, you're not. <laughs> I am. I appreciate when promotions push the envelope and take They're you not outside. Pushing the envelope. This is they are presenting it as being a real competition. Not like a sports entertainment based like thing, Raw Underground. <laughs> Come on. I couldn't even Come say on. that. I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Come on. <laughs> but no, I think I love uh, what they're doing with trying to bring pro wrestling back to that, you know, like sports based presentation. I think it's really cool. 
It's really cool, and you should you should definitely go check it out. I will. I will check it out. I saw um, Dalton Castle versus Jay Lethal. Well, see, I know that you are a huge Dalton Castle fan. Yes, I do like Dalton. So Castle. that's where this is coming from. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just you. Yeah. You top two. If I asked you top two favorite wrestlers right now, one, two, three, go. You would say Dalton Castle and Grado. I don't even know where Grito is right now. <laughs> he's like an actor or something. Like he's doing uh, some kind of show in Ireland. Uh, I like the, no, I like Grito's entrance. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> well, well done and well said. Yeah. Go check uh, it out. I will check it out. After do I it, check out, do it right now. I'll wait. Talking Shopamania two. What? They're putting on another one? <laughs> yeah. Are they? Uh, I think so. Yeah. It's rumored to have Chris Jericho this time. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They apparently did very well the first time. They get a lot of buys. They did. How many? I don't know, but um, I don't remember how much it cost. Do you remember? Ten bucks was that right? Fifteen bucks? No, I didn't. I want to say like fifteen, maybe. Yeah, I think it was fifteen we'll say, bucks. We'll say twenty at the most. I think it was fifteen because if it was twenty, I probably would have thought twice about buying it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but, but it was twenty. Stretching it a little too far yeah, for you. I was like, well, wait a second. What am I getting? What yeah. am I getting out of this? To all in budget for this is beer plus this. All right. Um, yeah. Not enough Lex Lagers in the fridge. Um, I guess not. But uh, what was it? Oh yeah, I guess they did over uh, over. Well, not over because then it would be seven. But in the six figure range, hundred thousand. That would be six. Yes, but in that range. Yeah. I mean, if you so think about in the, it. Like, in the whole range of six-figure numbers? Yes. Anywhere from one <laughs> to nine. Anywhere from 100,000 to 999,999. <laughs> you nailed it. Holy smokes. Yeah. AC Suede, the mathematician over so here. That, I've been studying, so. Good for you. Yeah. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a wide range of numbers. I got a new know. gimmick for you. Ready for this? No. Economic Foley. <laughs> that's that's you. The, the king of hard math. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> You're going to have an algebra and panties match. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Algebra. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> take the square root of my whale tail. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Oh no. 
<clears throat> okay. On that note. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Gives we'll it a whole meaning to squared circle. Yeah. We'll end it on el- algebra and panties. <laughs> I think that's a good way to go out. I've got so much editing to do on this <laughs> damn episode. Just let it flow. Just oh, let it go, man. man. Let it go. Economic Foley is good. Yeah, it's all right. No, it's great. It's okay. It's all right. All right, well, let's get out of here. Unless, <laughs> unless you got okay. something else you want to you want to no, I will, say I will, or I will, plug or I, I got <laughs> so many things to plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of plugs, you can uh, check us out on Facebook at Quick Pain Pod, Instagram at Quick Pain Pod. Uh, if you are so inclined to open that Twitter app, which is a Godforsaken hellhole. <laughs> We're on there too. Um, go to our website, quickpainpod.com. Hey, guess what? It's recently updated with all kinds of cool stuff like say what? Listening to new episodes or buying merchandise. Say what? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know I bought some. How about you, Dylan? Did you buy any yet? You freaking jerk. It's on its way. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And last but lot, not least, what? Last but lot. <laughs> last but no last lot. Last but lot. Um, we are new to the YouTube game, friends. Got one video on there. <laughs> we got one video. We got one video. Two enjoy, coming soon. Enjoy. You're welcome. Uh, You're but welcome, yeah, it's people. the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Quick Painless Podcast. Um, that's us. But... We'll have uh, episodes on there. We're also going to do some other cool stuff. If you have any ideas for videos, let us know. Uh, we are considering some alternative commentary for some former matches of ours or maybe even some popular indie matches that are out there right now. You let us know, and we'll do it. Well, within reason, depending on who it is and depending on if we have rights to it or not. Yeah, please let us know. Do anything to let us know about yeah. anything. <laughs> anything write, at all write us write us just we still haven't gotten any emails yet uh have we oh, i don't know i haven't checked. no <laughs> good god uh, next episode will be just answering questions yep Why okay alive first question when will season two happen shit when will season two end <laughs> What episode number is this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> no, catch. honestly. Yeah. Catch yeah. a wave. Catch a Kaluna. Catch it. <laughs> no, um, everybody who's listening, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And... Yeah. See you guys next week. See you next week. Thank you.